Hello, this is Pastor Patrick Hines, and I wanted to respond to a comment that was left on a video that I did on Eastern Orthodoxy's unbiblical view of the cross. And um, there was a fellow named Grant Geikema, uh, that's spelled G-U-I-K-E-M-A. Grant Geikema left a, uh, a comment, it was kind of mean. Uh, he says, PSA, that means penal substitutionary atonement, is so twisted, he says. Ransoms are paid to kidnappers, to villains. So if you're saying he paid divine justice, then you're saying God is the villain. Sin is not God's problem, it's mine. Dude, listen. Sin is committed against God. God's honor and glory and holiness as reflected in his law, which he threatens a curse against all who disobey it. That's the problem. You're right. Sin is my problem. But if God is going to have fellowship with a sinner, that justice has got to be satisfied. The, the curse of our disobedience must be paid. And this guy goes on, the ransom was paid to death and the devil. You, how can a ransom be paid to death? Death's not, not even a person. Death is the consequence of sin. See, the, the, the reasoning here is so twisted. And I, I've been through this before with people who reject penal substitutionary atonement. They just, they just can't stand the idea that God punished Jesus for our sins. But I don't know how you can make sense out of anything in Scripture um, without this idea, because it's, it's right on the face of everything. As I'm going to show you, uh, I don't know if this guy's Eastern Orthodox or not, uh, but the Eastern Orthodox larger, lo longer catechism of the Orthodox Church agrees with me. Uh, as a, a, an Eastern Orthodox person I corresponded with, uh, uh, pointed out to me, sent me um, quotations from this longer catechism of the Eastern Orthodox Church. But anyway, I digress. Let me read the rest of this comment. Christ rose from the dead, defeating death and his enemies. Sacrifice is not a payment, but a gift of hospitality and reconciliation. What? Read Leviticus, uh, Grant. Uh, Leviticus 1 through 7, uh, when they laid their hands on the animal, there was a transference of guilt to that animal, and the animal bore the guilt before God. It's not a gift of hospitality. What does that even mean? This guy says, nowhere in the Old Testament is killing and death part of the sacrifice. What Old Testament are you talking about? The killing of animals and the death of animals was the sacrifice. It's not just part of it. That's what it is. The, the lamb is to be killed. I mean, good grief. Look, Exodus, what is it, Exodus chapter uh, 12. Let's look. Let's go to the word of God. Let's go look at the word of God here. Um, <clears throat> you shall take a male, uh, a, a lamb, excuse me, a lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And its blood is to be smeared on the doorposts of the house. And when the angel of the Lord, Yahweh, sees the blood, he will pass over that house and not bring judgment on it. It's a glorious picture of the gospel. The blood of Christ assuages, propitiates, the term helasmas, it propitiates and turns aside the wrath of God. Uh, Romans 5, 9, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. First Thessalonians 1, verse 10, uh, to wait for his coming, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come, etc. God made him who knew no sin to be sin in our behalf, 
Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse in our behalf. Nowhere in the Old Testament is killing and death part of the sacrifice. Killing and death, the killing and death of the animal is the sacrifice. That is the sacrifice. That's what Passover is all about. And Paul says, 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us, was killed for us, died for us. Blood is used for cleansing. Food is offered as a gift, this guy says. The killing is done outside the temple and never part of the sacrifice. That's a red herring and irrelevant. Also, he marked his passion and resurrection with Passover, not Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Also, the scapegoat is not killed, so what about God's wrath? Well, justice is simply making things right. The idea is putting things in proper order. To the wicked, that is painful. To those that reject God, their damnation is their own. Hope that helps. Penal substitutionary atonement necessitates either Arianism or Nestorianism. Because for the Father to punish the Son demands you split the Trinity or split Christ. Christ. Both are terrible heresy. That That is so, um, like, so absurd. I don't even know what to say. Penal substitutionary atonement necessitates Arianism? A denial of the deity of Christ? Why? Why would it? Or Nestorianism? You split the Trinity? Okay, by the way, the, the Arians didn't split the trinity the nestorians split jesus into two persons yeah and that's definitely heretical but uh, do you even uh, it sounds like you don't even know what arianism is but anyway I, th this is so bad that i just to see a comment like this i just thought oh man i've gotta i've gotta respond to this uh there are a few teachings in the bible that are clearer that are more plain straightforward than the penal substitutionary atonement the penalty of sin is death what did God tell Adam in the Garden of Eden? In the day you eat of it, you will surely die. What does Jesus therefore have to do to make us right with God and to reconcile us to God? He must die. What does Jesus actually do? He dies. He satisfies the divine justice. He satisfies the curse of the law. And uh, that's a great concept, a great passage. Uh, Paul in Galatians chapter 3, verse 10 for as many as are of the works of the law, that would be anybody who's trying to get into heaven by anything that they do, those are the people that are of the works of the law, are under the curse. For it is written, curses everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law on the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith. In other words, you don't, you don't fulfill it by faith. There's no need for faith. Um, but the man who does them shall live by them. So if you want to go to heaven by the law, you got to do it. And of course, the, the teaching of the Bible is that there's nobody anywhere that does that. That's why we need Christ. And then you get the penal substitutionary atonement in Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse in behalf of us. For it is written, curses everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the curse of the law, the curse of my personal violations of God's commandments, that punishment, that legal punishment is laid upon Christ. He becomes a curse in my behalf. That verse right there, what that teaches, it was just taught in dozens of other passages. That's my only hope of going to heaven. The penal substitutionary atonement is an essential of the Christian faith. It's not just central. 
It's essential. Without it, you don't have Christianity at all. And I have no idea what this guy even thinks Christianity is if he doesn't understand the penal substitutionary atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's interesting is an Eastern Orthodox person, as I said, I don't know if this guy is Eastern Orthodox or not, but this Eastern Orthodox person uh, told me, here are his words, I absolutely believe in penal substitutionary atonement, and my hope is in Christ alone for salvation, not my works. I thought, wow. Um, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that from, from this fellow. Uh, and he actually uh, indicates that he was grieved that Father Hopko, an Eastern Orthodox priest who's all over the internet that you can go listen to, is a, seen and held up as a competent spokesperson for the cause of Eastern Orthodoxy. He said the idea of a penal substitutionary atonement was, to quote him, absolute madness, end quote. But this individual here says he believes in the penal substitutionary atonement. I don't know of any truth in scripture that's clearer than the penal substitutionary atonement, um, except maybe that there's a God that exists. I mean, that, that's a real clear teaching in scripture. Uh, but the fact that man is in need of a penalty to be paid, of, his, of the curse of his disobedience to be paid for by a substitute, that's one of the clearest teachings in the Bible outside of the teaching that God exists. So for what it's worth, I wanted to respond to that and uh, make it a real quick, short video, but I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse on our behalf. The curse of the law is the penalty for sin. That is the penal substitutionary atonement. And no one has any hope of going to heaven without it. Thank you for watching or listening.